Hi, hi, this is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. So uh, here we go. Happy a couple of days after New Year's, Judge. <laughs> you look fabulous. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and you know, uh, in the New Year, and boy, it wasn't a great 2021. And the piece that you just wrote, the terrifying lessons of COVID-19, is you know you write great articles, and again, there is nobody. No one in the media with the authority and knowledge of the Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Declaration of Independence than Judge Andrew Napolitano. And so when he says things about what's going on, what it means, how we lost our freedom, what rights that we have that we should be getting back that have been taken away from us and on and on, and what, and what the dictators that morons and imbeciles called politicians are doing. There's no one that explains it better in detail of how we have lost our rights and basically is what I've said, this government has turned in nothing, to nothing more than a crime syndicate. So before we start, a nice cup of espresso. Nice cup of well water. <laughs> and look at these. Fig cookies. Wow. From Kathy over in uh, Chicago. Siciliano, look at these. Oh, they're wow. so, so delicious. Your, your fans actually send you baked goods yep. at Christmas time. Yep. Actually, oh, this was, that was, I was there in Chicago when I lived there. I was the best man in their wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and they but, still love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning they're still married. They're still married. <laughs> that was a lot of years ago. But anyway, I want to read this. During the past 18 months, this is from Judge Napolitano, the relationship of the American people to the government has changed radically. As the Constitution's failure to restrain the federal and state governments and to protect personal liberty has become manifest. We know that for the past 100 years, the growth of the federal government has been exponential. And we know that while formally the Constitution still exists, functionally it has failed miserably as the deterioration of personal liberty since the spring of 2020 has been as grave as the losses of freedom in the past 100 years. I'm using 100 years as a benchmark because it marks the com completion of the takeover of the federal government by the Theodore Roosevelt Republicans and the Woodrow Wilson Democrats who collectively comprised the, pro the progressive movement. Now, this is important. This movement brought us in a short 15 years, the useless World War I, the destructive popular election of senators, the corrupt Federal Reserve, the theft of property called the income tax, and the unconstitutional administrative state. This, what you wrote, this is 
No one is saying this. Please explain this, Judge. Let's start off with the Theodore Roosevelt Republicans and the Woodrow Wilson Democrats, what that means in the last hundred years and how this has robbed us of our rights. So I'm, I'm using 100 years as a benchmark and summarizing the loss of liberty in those 100 years and then later in the piece arguing that the loss of liberty in the past 18 months strikes the average American with more of a body blow than with what they did 100 years ago. Wow. Uh, one of my best-selling books was called Theodore and Woodrow, How Two American Presidents Destroyed Constitutional Freedom. And even though these two hated each other, and even though one was a Republican and one was a Democrat, they were opposite sides of the same coin. Uh, they both believed in a government by experts. They both believed that the federal government could manipulate the economy, could control the banks, could engage in war whenever that was necessary to enrich their uh, benefactors. And they did all these horrible things to us, and I've only cataloged five of them in the short time period. One of Madison's great uh, geniuses in the Constitution was that the federal government was a, a three-sided table. At one side was the people in the House of Representatives, on the second side was the government as a, as a government, and that's the president. And on the third side was the states as states. But when, because under the original constitution, the state legislatures sent two senators to the Senate, not to represent the people, but to represent the states. When this was changed by the 17th Amendment, this radically undermined state sovereignty because then senators, instead of doing what was in the best interest of the sovereign state, did whatever they needed to do to get reelected. Wow. That's strike one. Strike two is the income tax. Woodrow Wilson promised it would never be more than 3%. By the time he left office, the marginal rate was 90%. Wow. Strike three was World War One, which was the, the, the most useless war, the least useful war we've ever fought. All the wars we've fought, in my view, except for the American Revolution, have been unjust, immoral, and unconstitutional. This, uh, this was the worst. One of Wilson's favorite plans, and Roosevelt went along with it, was the idea of the administrative state. So things like the Environmental Protection Agency, the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, which can't make up its mind as to whether we should quarantine for one day or five days or 10 days. These are experts in the government who would tell us how to live. They would stay in the government. They're part of the deep state, no matter who runs the White House and who runs uh, the Congress. And we would all be better off for these experts telling us how to live. All of this is what Roosevelt uh, and, uh, and Wilson did 100 years ago. Fast forward to today, and you have the President of the United States, and I know you haven't gotten to that part of the column yet, and you have city mayors and state governors telling us how to live, what to put on our faces, what to put in our bodies, when to go to work, when to go to church, regulating human behavior in a way never, ever, ever contemplated by the Constitution. You're right here. Now back in the horrors of the past 18 months, during that time, hundreds of edicts have been issued by mayors and governors, and a few by President Donald Trump and Joseph R. Biden. None, none, I emphasize that, 
has the force of law, and each is a legal nullity for the simple reasons that only legislators can enact standards of behavior that carry punishments for noncompliance, otherwise known as laws. And do you know when Trump issued the state of emergency? It was on, you can't make this up, Friday the 13th. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Friday the 13th in March of 2020, he issued the state of emergency. And it's one after another, as you've said, they're all issuing these mandates. And now we got this new guy that's the mayor of um, New York City, Adams. Following weeks of silence, Mayor-elect Eric Adams vowed to keep New York City's vaccine mandate for private sector employees in place. The requirement, which was enacted by Mayor Bill de Blasio and is the first of the kind of the nation, went into effect just Monday. Quote, our focus is vaccine and testing, vaccine and testing, vaccine and testing, Mr. Adams said. So, so now say- if you're a private employer, employer, you have to be vaccinated and so do all of your workers. Now, implicit in that command, edict issued by the mayor, and again, it's unconstitutional because only the elected legislative branch, in this case, the city council, can enact laws. Mayors can't enact laws. Governors can't enact laws. Presidents can't enact laws. We fought a revolution to get rid of a king and to get rid of his royal governors who were sending edicts out that were driving people uh, crazy. But I say to private employers in New York City, implicit in what Mayor Adams has said is that they're going to come onto your private property to look at your private records to see if your employees have complied with their unconstitutional command. And when they come on your private property, simply say to them, oh, show me your warrant, please. We don't have a warrant. Goodbye, close the door. They can only come onto your property with a search warrant. There isn't a judge in the country who would sign a search warrant to allow them to come on your property to look at the health records of your employees. Now, all of this is coming to a head. Not all of it, but a lot of it. This Friday. This Friday is an oral argument before the Supreme Court on two of President Biden's edicts. Again, Gerald, these are not laws enacted by Congress. These are edicts issued by the president, in this case, to various bureaucrats. One says, very similar to the one you just summarized, nationwide, all employers of 100 or more people, the employees have to be vaccinated or they have to be tested and the Department of Labor can come on to your property. Never mind that more Americans are employed by entities that employ 99 or fewer, they just chose 100 or more. That is being challenged before the Supreme Court. The other one is another edict by the president. All employees that deal with Medicaid, Medicare, or federal funds in the healthcare field must be vaccinated. There's no, there's no exception there for testing. You got to be vaccinated or you get fired. 
Both of those cases are before the Supreme Court of the United States. I think the president is going to suffer a stunning defeat at the hands of the Supreme Court, which I predict will stay to in this effect. There is no public health exception to the Constitution. The Constitution uh, uh, subsists no matter what the state of emergency may be. Again, what you're, you're making it perfectly clear, and they don't really care. No, With they this don't. this arrogant little boy. That's all they are. They're arrogant little boys. Oh, I'm the mayor. Screw you. You're a public servant. Can you get that in your head? No, I'm not. I'm in charge. I'll That's tell you what to do. You make it perfectly clear in this piece that you wrote how they have robbed us of our freedom in every single possible way by their dictates. Does the government work for us? Does the government work for us or do we work for the government? If you listen to them, it sounds like they think that we work for them. They steal our money via the income tax. They impose edicts on us that haven't been enacted by our elected representatives. They punish us for not complying with those edicts. And the most terrifying thing about all of this, Gerald, I, I, I am not surprised when the government cuts corners on the Constitution. The Constitution was written to keep the government off the people's backs. We all know people in the government hate the Constitution and want to go around it. I used to tease FBI agents, so your copy of the Constitution, there's a hole where the Fourth Amendment should be. All that is bad, but what the worst is, the American public have bowed down yep. and said yes. Yep. The American public, like sheep, have accepted this. Can liberty so arduously fought for and so bitterly achieved be this easily dissipated? Again, this guy Adams. Our focus is vaccine and testing, vaccine and testing, vaccine and testing. How about taking that vaccine and shove it? <laughs> yeah, really. How about, how about all the data coming out now? I just got off the phone with my dear cousin, uh, totally vaxxed. The, the, the daughter and son-in-law doctors, they're totally vaxxed, totally vaxxed, sicker than sick. Yeah. Oh, and you know what the line is now with all the people that are vaxxed that are getting very sick? Well, if you weren't vaxxed, oh, you would have you died. Yeah. Oh, and how about the cruise ships where everybody is vaxxed and tested and they're getting the virus? Unbelievable. How about the Israelis who are now on their fourth vaccine who the heck has ever heard of four vaccines in the same year for the same ailment there isn't an example of that in america in the history of the world again when you look at the facts and talking about the crime syndicate biden's pick for fda chief holds millions in big pharma investments oh. dr robert caliph you know those are curse words too what's this doctor crap how about Oh, call me Trendsolenti. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Look, you studied your stuff. You know that very good, but take it easy anyway. President Biden's pick for U.S. Drug and Administ Food and Drug Administration made millions, made millions as a consultant for more than a dozen pharmaceutical corporations and holds millions more in big pharma investments. This is from Children's Health Defense with RFK Jr. Millions, millions, and he works for them. That other guy, that other arrogant 
former FDA. How about F-U-C-K-D-A anyway? <laughs> Scott Gottlieb, Trump's FDA head. Oh, where is he now? Oh, on the board of directors of Pfizer? Wow. Oh, that's Scott Gottlieb that was with the FDA going back to what you said about the Constitution, about how they created all of these expert agencies to tell us what to do. You know, there's uh, I, I know this is not our topic today, though we alluded to it uh, not too long ago. There is a below the surface scandal going on amongst federal judges yep. of the hundred or, or more who have presided over cases involving corporations in which they own stock. Yep. I mean, if anything is a basic principle, you don't even need to go to law school. You don't even need to go to college or high school to know this. You can't be a judge in a case where you have an interest in the outcome. You pass it on to another judge in the courthouse. This happened more than 100 times. 131. And it, it's a, it's a disaster because yep. it's going to cause a lot of these cases to be relitigated, and a lot of these people don't have the funds to pay lawyers to relitigate these cases. 131 judges. Now, this is what's going on. It's not only the United States. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told a Quebec television station, people who do not get vaccinated against COVID-19 are racist and misogynist extremists. Wow. Then another, uh, another, again, it's another little nobody, another little arrogant piece of nobody, Justin uh, 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 Trudeau. Your daddy was there before you. Another boy born on third base and thought he had a home run. Another arrogant little boy saying that if you don't get this, you are a misogynist and you're you're racist. His comments, blah, 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 we are going to end the pandemic by proceeding with the vaccination, said Trudeau. We all know people who are deciding whether or not they are willing to get vaccinated, and we will do our very best to convince them. However, there is still a part of the population that is fiercely against it. They don't believe in science, progress, and are very often misogynist and racist. Then you got this other clown, another little nobody, a little jerk off over there in France, Macron, a Rothschilds boy. Yeah, that's who he came from, that group. I really want to, this is about unvaccinated people. I won't send unvaccinated people to prison, he said. So we will need to tell them from 15 January, you will no longer be able to go to restaurants. You will no longer be able to go to a coffee. You will no longer be able to go to the theater. You will no longer be able to go to the cinema. The unvaccinated, I really want to piss them off. And so we will continue to do so to the bitter end. That's the strategy. Wow. I Look, the, French, the French have a divided system of government like we do, a separation of powers. I don't want to get into French law, but even, even under French law, he doesn't have the authority to issue those uh, edicts. Only the legislature can. But listen to his language. I really want to piss them off. I. 
I, I, I am in charge of you. Here. Again, that's, I, I won't send unvaccinated prison people to prison. I, I, and that's all this has become. All yeah. these politicians, it's about I. Every time that little scum, Cuomo, and they should rename the Tappan Zee Bridge back to the Tappan Zee Bridge and take the damn Cuomo name off it. Every time he would make his statement on what he wanted to do, and that's the way it is, and he would say, period, at the end. Period. You have nailed it. This, the article that you wrote about the loss of our constitutional rights is global. There are no more democracies. They're gone. Well, these are dark days that we live in. The, the year is only five days old. And it seems as bad as uh, as last year. There might be a glimmer of hope coming on uh, on Friday when these cases are before the Supreme Court. I'll, I'll make you happy in one respect. A federal judge ruled yesterday that the Navy cannot force sailors, in this case Navy SEALs, to take vaccines who have a religious objection. That's a great uh, a great ruling, in my opinion. Yep. You, you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be Muslim. You don't even have to believe in God as long as you believe in some standard of human moral integrity, which tells you that you control your body and not the government and you're in the Navy. You don't have to get vaccinated. That's what this federal judge ruled. So for all these dark days, Gerald, a little glimmer here and a little glimmer there. It's up to us to change it. Again, for the people who want the vaccine uh, religious exemption, the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice freedompeacejustice.com and we provide vaccine exemptions and they're working 99.99% of the time and, and internationally and again to think that we got the domain name freedompeacejustice.com shows you how freedom, peace and justice isn't very big in the world. You're right. It's hard to believe you got that domain name that no one had it before you. Isn't it? And that shows you the sadness. But I want to tell everybody again, your article will be printed in... Um, what, uh, uh, LewRockwell.com, Washington Times. Comes out at midnight tonight. It, you, don't miss this article. And, and what the judge is doing, nobody else is doing, what he's saying, and I just want to end it by saying what you, you end, it, end it with. Let's get this straight. The executive branch of the federal government in nearly all states has told Americans how to live, dress, work, travel, attend church, run their businesses, and control their bodies in defiance of the Constitution. And the people yearning for more, for a, a more false sense of security than reality of freedom, bowed down and said yes. So it does not take a majority to prevail but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men since Samuel Adams. So let those masses bow down. We are that irate, tireless minority. Thank you, Judge, and we'll see you next week. God bless you, Gerald.